Hello everybody and welcome back to the Stu Simpson Show podcast. We've had a bit of a break from our season on spirituality, which a long time ago started with my current guest, Dan. And um, yeah, he's he's back. He's done the Camino and season three is starting and it's called My Camino. This is going to be my, this season's all about my forthcoming trip. And I've got Dan in front of me now. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hello. Lovely to see you again, Stu. Um, yeah, I'm back. So back in the country and back on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan's back, baby. <laughs> so uh, you, you've been back for a few weeks now. Um, how are you feeling? Um, the Camino Come Down is a real thing. It does take a while to reassimilate with kind of civvy life, as it were. But yeah, slowly um, coming down and letting go and, and used to sleeping in my own room and not with a room full of international snoring and, and, and farting hikers. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but it's not your first I mean, For people who are listening who don't know what the Camino de Santiago is, um, Google. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's a very, very long walk of different walks. Um, Camino means the way, and Santiago means St. James. So at the end of it, you end up um, at Santiago de Compostela. Is that right? Yeah, the tomb of St. James, or apparently yeah. his um, remains are buried. And I should be going very soon, and I'm scared. Very scared. You don't need to be scared. I mean, being scared's natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I was scared, and I've done it before, because I, I'd never done it on my own. But I think if you face those fears and know that, it's a place full of amazing, lovely, beautiful, kind, interesting, thoughtful people. And you won't want to come home when you get to Santiago. I guarantee it. Really? Yeah. So, but this is, like you said, this isn't, this isn't your first rodeo. So how many, have you, how many times have you done it now? Well, I first started it in 2016, but I could only do a small section because I could never get the time off work. So... In 2016, a friend and I just did Leon to Santiago, and we thought, we'll do it, we'll tick it off, we're done, and then let's just leave it and move on. But we did it, had such an amazing time. The year after, we came back and did St. Jean to Burgos, then the year after that, St. Jean to Leon, and then that year, the people we were walking with threw us a party, a leaving party, and it felt like a breakup. I, I actually felt I don't know, remorse. I was like, I didn't want to leave. I felt so sad. I sat at work following them as they walked on. And I vowed that year, 2018, I said, I will never go on the Frances and, and break that trip again. So the, the year after, in 2019, um, I went back and walked it all, half of it with my friend. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, I was going to go and do the Portuguese, but that didn't happen. And then this year, 2022 I was like I want to finally try it on my own I you know I'm a bit nervous about it but I think ultimately it will be rewarding and I felt like I needed it and I wanted it so on the surface it does seem like I keep going back but there's been you know a three-year hiatus and I just I knew what it could give me and I needed what it could give me Mm. so you think I'm doing the right thing um, on my own for the first time 500 miles Ah! <laughs> I mean, when you lay it out like that, like I'm on my own, it's 500 miles. I don't know where I'm going. It gets scarier and scarier the more you think about it. Mm. But if you think of the first day, okay, well, I've got to walk 15, 20K. 
and I get to stay in an albergue where there's a communal meal. And I speak to lots of other people in my situation who are new, who are nervous, who don't know the route and who are open to friendship. And each day as you go, you get a bit stronger, you get a bit more confident and your Camino family gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So I understand that you're scared. I was scared. But like I said to myself in tough times out there and to you, just put one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving forward. Cool. So I've got four weeks. Um, what sort of prep should I be doing in the, over the next four weeks? Four weeks. Okay. Well, you've got to write your last will and testament. Say goodbye to loved ones. <laughs> Four weeks. Uh, so you've got to get used to your gear. Make sure that you are walking in shoes that don't destroy your feet. Get used to walking with a pack with weight. If you've packed and re, I mean, I packed and repacked my bag like, uh, like I had OCD. It was, but it was just getting it right. But when you pack it, try and weigh it and see what it's like and then put that weight in when you do your practice walks. You can just throw a load of books in mm. and get used to having that weight on your back because that's the thing that I even saw this year that it really took people by surprise. Like, you know, a girl, she was very fit, very healthy and the bag just, it gave her so much trouble and it was, you know, heartbreaking to see the, the, the problems it gave. There are luggage carriage services, but if you can just practice with your kit and be ruthless with what you pack as well. Mm. Yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. So I've, I've, I've got all the stuff as much because I've been doing a lot of research, been reading many, many books, ridiculous yeah. amount of books and lots of you videos. Probably teach me something. <laughs> uh, so one of, one of my main fears is that I'm going to get lost. That's because of me ADHD and I've got, I can, I can get lost in, a, in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i mean i would say the natural fears i mean you're going to another country well two mm. countries if you, if you start in france um but it's it's a well trodden path i mean that sounds a bit cliched but it is there's markers everywhere there's people everywhere you're mm. going on a very popular route the only time i would say that maybe you could get a bit lost was if you were walking out of a city burgos and leon being two where I, I made a couple of missed turns. And I have an app. I use the Wise Pilgrim's Guide app because I like to walk early when it's dark in the summer because it's quite warm. Mm -hmm. So you just turn that on and you can just see where you're going. But I'd say if you are leaving at a normal time, like most normal pilgrims do, you should be fine. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Speaking of apps, I've been heard about Camino Ninja. Um, yes. Is that Brain any good? Camino app. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people use Camino Ninja. I'm not sure of the map feature. I'd mm -hmm. have a look at that. What was the one I you just, mentioned? Uh, the Wise Pilgrim Guide. Wise Pilgrim Guide. Um, it's the, the live map feature is is so useful, and it's yeah, and it's it's got accommodation on there. Um, yeah, that sounds I don't good. Work that's for them, way, but yeah. I'd recommend it. Cool. And stamp of approval. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my stamps. I've, I've just went and got my. What's it called? The Compostela? Your Pilgrim Passport. That's the one, not the Compostela. That's the thing you get at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, I've, that's turned up. I've, I'm numbered now. <gasps> <laughs> so, I don't understand why I'm actually going to do this. I've got inclinations about sort of trying to let go of some stuff from the past. And uh, I was brought up a Catholic. It's a very it's 
traditionally a Catholic pilgrimage. Um, I've not lost my faith many, many years ago. So yeah. I just don't know if it exactly what it is that's drawn me to do it. I was drawn about 10 years ago after seeing The Way, the film with Michael Sheen. Uh, then I was like, no, that's stupid. Why am I, Why would I even want to do that? And then we talk, We got to meet on um, Hogan Aaron. Uh, ooh, non-disclosure. Oopsie. The film. It's all good. Nobody listens to this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I jest. Um, so, I don't understand why I'm doing it. What did you have any goals? But do you know, did you know why you wanted to do it? Um, I believe you know when we spoke before. I talk about my reasons in the beginning, mm-hmm. but this time I think I'd missed it during the pandemic, and I'd had quite a, a, a tough year. You know, I I lost my full time job. I bought a house which was a wreck. I didn't realize it was a wreck. It was a money pit. I lost a close family member quite suddenly and it was just knock after knock after knock. And I just thought before I, you know, I finished the house and before I settled down into a full-time job, I don't think it would be wise to ask an employer, can I disappear for a month and a half? So I thought I need to do this. And it was during the, the filming of uh, the, the film that mm-hmm. you and I were working on mm-hmm. and I was staying with a uh, a couple uh, I'm good friends with Rachel and Carrie and I was talking about it and she said just book just book and I was like I I've got a job I can't really afford it she said just go and you'll make it work um so I booked my ticket I didn't really know how long I'd last and then the gods I don't know what it is the fate I'm not a religious man but I booked uh, like a, a really well-paying kind of two day two-day acting job which gave me enough money to survive quite well out there and I suppose deep down I knew of how it left me feeling when I finished it it charges you up it makes you feel amazing you get to meet beautiful kind friendly people from all over the world and you just your life becomes so simple it's about Mm. walking it's about moving it's about interacting it's just about you know it's such a nice thing to do really so I knew that I needed it and yeah the little nudge of a very good friend that I just booked and let the rest take care of itself cool and you talked about the beautiful people in your Camino family and how did you meet them did you just start talking to people gosh so the first person I met uh, I met her on the plane actually she was talking to someone about the Camino and I just said, oh, are you, are you guys doing the Camino Francaise? And Carmen said yes. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, there's a train going in like 25 minutes. I'm going to rush and try and get it. Do you want to come? Yeah, yeah, cool. The other guy was going to Pamplona. So we rushed, got that train. We spoke to people on the train. We stayed in contact in St. John. I met her the next day. I spoke to a guy called Steve from, who actually was a, an area manager for Skoda who took care of the Milton Keynes area. So I was like, oh, that's a bit random. Yeah. I met him on the first day we all walked together. The first night in, uh, second night, sorry, in Roncesvalles. Bias. You have a communal meal. I met people there. I got talking to another guy at uh, drinks afterwards. He, you know, I ended up walking with him most days. The next day we stayed in another albergue. We spoke to another guy. He became part of our group. We then went to Pamplona in an albergue. 
and slowly but surely the people you know get bigger and then the people that you know they meet other people so when you see them you see them and their other friends and then you talk with them and you move in uh, in a kind of a similar rhythm to similar stages so the friends that you get from cafes and albergues just gets bigger and you see each other more and more and, and before you know it you're all having drinks or a rest day together in Burgos and just it's just it I was like you I mean I'd done it lots of times but I'd always had the the safety blanket of a friend mm. when that was removed I felt quite nervous so to go there and actually believe it a little part of me didn't believe it mm. but it just started happening naturally and I'm here to tell you that it will it will happen people if you look across all of the Camino forums, that's newbies' fears. I won't meet anyone. You know, I won't, I won't connect this that, and the other. There's all sorts of people out there and there's lots of people to connect with. And if you want time alone, you can have time alone. Mm. If you want to be with friends, new friends all the time, then you move in a pack. There, there really is something for everybody out there. Cool. And so you talk about accommodation as well. How do you find your accommodation? I'd done some research like you probably not as uh, much as you by the sound of it but on the forums it was saying it was getting crazy busy and people were saying that they were struggling to uh, get accommodation the first three nights mm. so I booked uh, St. John I booked in a jeet just up from the pilgrim's office it, lovely little jeet I'll share that with you they did a pilgrim ceremony in the morning had breakfast actually made me a bit teary I couldn't oh, <laughs> I was a bit, bit embarrassed at the time but it was a lovely little ceremony Roncesvalles um, is the main monastery and I would recommend I mean you can book there I did but the girl I walked with who I just mentioned she hadn't booked there so we you know I raced there with her and you know she managed to get a, a bed and secure a place and then the second third night in Zubiri I booked but then in Pamplona with the municipal albergue, which is, you know, the best place to meet people. We didn't book there and mm. we were okay there. So, I mean, you can. Thing is, if you're moving with a group, sometimes it's good not mm. to book. But then if you know, if you've done your research, you know, oh, I've heard of this place. Like I'd, I'd read about Casa Susie and some uh, Casa Verdi. Yeah, both Casas. And I was like, I want to go there. I've wa and the people I was with were like, okay, that sounds great. Mm. And other times you go to, where are we going? Let's go this time, let's find somewhere. So it's, you've got the flexibility. It's unlike any other, I mean, I've not backpacked around Asia, but mm. it's unlike many other holidays I've been on where you can be quite loosey-goosey and, and loose and free. But also if, you, if you're if you tired and you know, you've had a, a bad bout of snores near you, like, okay, well, I'm... I'm going to get on booking.com and, and have a private room in, say, Pamplona, and then I'll meet my friends yeah. later on that evening. And I'll be all smug the next morning because I've had a good night's sleep, and yeah. they haven't. <laughs> Excellent. Because I'm thinking about the first week, I'm probably going to book the first six days and then have a, a rest day on the Sunday and just from that point figure out, okay, I've met people or just keep going or whatever but for the sort of for, for a bit of mental security i was thinking about just booking the first i've only booked the first one so far in saint jean you've booked in saint jean yeah okay i'd, I'd love to know where you booked i mean I, i'm not that i'm 
the mayor of St. John, you could say anything. And I go, oh, okay, that sounds nice. I don't know. If I could remember off the top of my head, but it was it was, it was was £23 on booking.com and it sounded nice. And they've got a breakfast the next morning. It might be the same one. What was, it, was, what was the one you were called? I can't remember. It's a jeet and it's just up from yeah. the pilgrim's office. It's in the centre of town. Yeah, I was looking for something. I looked for something very central, so I was because so yeah, don't want to get lost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, are they, are they single beds? I believe so. Beds? Oh, bunk beds, bunk beds. Oh, okay, it wasn't mine. I think I'm not sure. I'm sure it's lovely. Has they got purple sheets? <laughs> I remember something about no, purple. I think I'd remember. I'd remember purple sheets. No, yeah. I didn't have to. No. Oh, yeah. And did you take a sleeping bag? I took a sleeping bag liner mm -hmm. um, and it was quite embarrassing and people did um, make fun of me. Um, I'll tell you the story. It some places, because it was, I went May 21st for the first couple of weeks, it was quite cold. Yeah. So I took a pair of white long johns. I never thought anyone would ever see them. And there was a few nights I was like, I'm, I'm actually cold. I've got to put these on. And we are in, um, the church albergue in Gragnon, and I put them on and I thought I've, I've got to own this. So I did some stretching, a bit of Jane Fonda type workout just Excellent. to own the embarrassment. And these Italians started laughing and they started trying to talk to me and they couldn't, they couldn't speak English. Like my Italian is virtually non-existent. And they got the translator out and they, she just held it up her phone and it said rape. I said, sorry. What? <laughs> and I looked at it again and she typed it in. And it said anti-rape, and she pointed at my trousers. Ah. So everyone, everyone was in tears. So I, my long johns were anti-rape <laughs> pants. So oh, funny. In a long-winded way, I got a bit chilly. But, mm. yeah, I mean, depends where you stand. I mean, a, a lightweight sleeping bag or a sleeping bag liner with some anti-rape pants. <laughs> yeah, and I've got, I've, got the, um, I've got both of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, because I was just wondering, because I'm trying to keep, keep the weight down as much as possible. Um, so I'm just kind of going, do I need to take a sleeping bag or do I not? It's September, October. Uh. I think you might be, I mean, worst case, you say you've had consistent nights of being cold, cold, cold. You go to Pamplona, there is a decathlon there. You could get to Burgos. There's a camping shop, uh, which is quite, I mean, lots of people I know went there. So, you know, some bought new shoes, some bought new Tebas or something they were the, all the rage out there mm. so you can buy kit like that so you can make changes as you go yeah and what about walking i've got walking poles um can i take them because i'm going train to get there um oh, cool. so uh, what do i think can i take walking poles on the train on the eurostar yeah i put them in my are they in the bag there they are yeah, yeah, I, I was a bit worried, but I did some research. Apparently, you can take fishing rods and stuff. Not right. I would recommend that. For, yeah. But yeah, on the Eurostar, you can pack them in. And I packed them in my bag and I flew. I think it's when you try and put them in carry-on luggage, they get a bit funny. Right. On planes. Yeah. On the train, you can you can take them. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm getting the, cause I get the train to Paris and then a train from Paris to Bayonne, then a train to Saint-Jean. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. What so. time are you setting off? It's supposed to be it's a long old... It's okay. a long, but I'm I'm sleeping over, I'm staying over in Paris. Um, so I'm leaving about nine o'clock, no eight o'clock, eight o'clock from from London, and then I get oh, to okay. and I get to Paris about eleven at night, and then I've got an Airbnb. Um, yeah. nice. So that's early early morning to Bayonne, yeah. and then you change onto the yeah. mountain train. That's the one. 
So yeah, you know your stuff. Brilliant. I am um, even hearing you. I mean, I've just got back. Well, I recently got back, and even hearing about your plans and your prep and getting to Bayonne and then getting them out. I'm, part of me is a bit jealous because I I just have such happy memories of you know going to the information desk and saying you know, I need to get to Saint Jean and the guy took us and got the tickets. We got on and then we started meeting other people and everyone on this little packed train is is going to Saint John. It's 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 the uh, it's packed full of pilgrims. Wow. I'm, you're getting me excited. My, my fear is sort of alleviating and I'm, I'm getting excited. So this is kind of nice. Thank you. Uh, how do you avoid bed bugs? <laughs> we had a lucky escape, actually. Yes, I, I followed was... you on Instagram and I was like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one. I mean, they say if, if ever in doubt, look in the top corners of the mattresses. But we got to this place. It was in Villafranca del Bierza. You, as you come in, there's a church just on your left. Is an albergue. I, I, I can't remember the name of it. But we got there, and it was. It just looked dirty, and I had a face like thunder. It was like 38, 39 degree day. It was so tough. And then I got there, and I was like, Oh God, this place is a shit hole. Mm. And my friends like, Okay, let's just have a beer. Let, you know, it'll be all fine. And he. When he gave me the beer, even the beer was dirty around the top. And I was yeah. like, so we go in the room and I, un, you know, we've got our sheets and we unwrap the sheets and the sheet rolls down and this ginormous bed bug drops out. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't want to cause a scene. So I picked it up and I went and spoke to the hospitalero, who's an English guy. And I said, look, I just want you to know that I found this in my sheets. And he was like, oh God, okay. And he got the Italian uh, chef involved for some reason. And he was like, no, no. It's come off the trees. We're a clean place. And I was like, really? Okay. And I went back up and I spoke to the guys and we were really unsure. And then my an American guy, Gabe, he, he saw two cans, two empty cans of bed bug spray. And I was like, this isn't a one-off incident. No. You look on the tops of the mattresses, there was dirt. It, we, so we went down and we got a refund. Um, one of my friends, Hannes, told a German friend, Philip, he said, look, we're not making a scene, but we're leaving because of bed bugs." And he's like, no, no, I'll be fine. The next day, uh, he heard from Philip and all up his back, he was just bitten oh, from the dear. base of his spine up to his shoulders. He had to wash his backpack. So I'm glad that we did that. So if you don't feel comfortable I mean, this is the, I mean, I've walked the Camino a lot and this is the only time I've seen bed bugs. I heard of someone in 2019 getting bed bugs from an old sofa, but don't put your bag on the bed. Mm. Check the mattress. I mean, the tops of these mattresses had like, dead mosquitoes and just bits of dust. So they hadn't cleaned. Yeah. It was a dump. But by and large, I mean, if they've got like a rubber mattress, you should be okay. Yeah. Um, and I sprayed my bag with, is it Promethe? I can't even pronounce it. It's a, it's a toxic anti-bed bug spray, which when it dries is fine for humans. So I sprayed oh. it outside, but I don't know if that would have withstood that. But yeah, just have a look if, if mm. in doubt. Then leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't want you to cause a scene. And um, actually... In um, when we got to Santiago, apparently the um, parador in um, sorry when we got to Santiago, the parador in Santiago Square had a bed bug infestation, and that's a 
proper that's a hundred hundreds of pounds mm. per night it's at the top end four or five star so do get it i mean i've, I've never seen it in the posh ones but don't put your bags on on this thing and where do you put your bags if put them on the side or mm-hmm. put them in the little cupboards okay um, check the mattress um they will give you a cover generally to go over that and a cover for your pillow um and then it's you should be okay yeah. i mean just don't don't stay in a an absolute dump cool and yeah if you get caught short on the camino um what do you do <laughs> well try not to let it happen in your pants that's a nice <laughs> top recommendation it's apparently it's frowned upon out there um if you need a, a tinkle then the queen of france says there is ample places to go you know spend a penny i actually found it easier to go to the bathroom there outside than it was on the portuguese camino because mm. i walked that afterwards and that there was always i just thought i'd get bashed up by a local you know been caught weighing up someone's garage door or something i'm not a heathen i don't do that but um yeah i mean generally there are cafes along the way i would recommend practical wise maybe take half a roll of loo paper or something just in case yeah well no because you get to these cafes and you're like oh here we go and you lock the door you sit down you're like oh uh there's no paper yeah so yeah i mean there was one time where i got caught well, i nearly got caught short about three kilometers out and i was walking i was walking uh, with with carmen and i was just like oh my god i've got to go what i've got to go go yeah, I, I see it, and I just shot off, and I was like, I knew there's a, on my app there's a there's a cafe. I was like, God, this has got to be open. And as I was kind of rushing along with my poles, it was almost like Olympic speed walking. Yeah. This isn't going. I'm not going to be crouching yeah. behind a tree. I'm going to go. I'm going to. And as I was going, I saw a Brazilian guy um, whose name escapes me. I hadn't seen in days. Ah, oh, Daniel, how are you? It's great to. I said, Sorry, can't talk. Got to go to the bathroom. And he laughed. He said, I, I understand. And I shot off. Yeah got to the bathroom luckily I had my paper and I went there and but it was it was fine and um and it makes for a funny story but I think it's it's a natural fear um and there are lots of places to go I mean if you're staying in an alligator as well you can go to the bathroom before you go cafe stops they know that people need to go to the bathroom so it's there for you and if you have a bit of paper then then go for it and if not you know go full bear grills <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> take all the bags over here and see what happens so yeah um it'd be fine it'd be fine and so any i've only we've only got like 10 minutes left so um what do you do with your passport and do you just keep it on you on it in a little bum bag or something yeah so you have like a little bum bag um money belt whatever you want to call yeah, it money you belt, can, yeah. to, to look a bit cooler you can have it up slung up over your shoulder i put it around my waist you know because mm-hmm. i'm a, an 80s 90s kid I was, yeah, that's, you, yeah, I would definitely yeah, just put it around, I'm an 80s kid as well, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you just put it around your waist, bang in your passport, your pilgrim passport, your nat- your, your normal passport, mm. your money, uh, any medication or, or stuff you're worried about losing, and just take that with you to the bathroom and the shower. I mean, first day in Saint-Jean, I left it on the table. That's how, <laughs> um, how, I don't know, I was just, I was thinking about the walk, and a friendly mm. Italian said, you've left this so i was like oh shit so yes do keep your keep your valuables in one place so and language barriers google translate i guess bit of google translate um 
if your Camino family has a, a Spanish person in there, brilliant. You could learn a few phrases that, that goes a long way. Yeah. Maybe counting, um, yo quiero, and then just point madly at everything. Yo quiero means I want, would like. So you could just yo quiero and just point, yeah. point, point. I mean, yo quiero. Yeah, I've been doing. I've been doing a bit, bit of um, bit of Duolingo. So yeah. oh, you, you probably know more than I do. I mean, I'm um, a bit of English luddite. And eating wise, uh, I do like a low carb thing. I think that's going to be really difficult because all I can see is that there's bocadillos everywhere and that's about it. Yeah, I was walking uh, with an Australian girl, Grace, and every day you'd see her with a loaf of bread because, you know, she was vegan and really struggling to eat. I mean, Spanish omelette, I mean, but that's Mm. got potato in, um, bocadillos, then also their breakfast are toast, napolitanas. It is quite carby i mean yeah. you're not going to be able to get away with like a what was that diet is it keto, keto? yeah keto. so you won't be keto that's just not gonna happen i'm just gonna have to live with it and so I mean, and hopefully i'll lose weight anyway <laughs> yeah but also i mean you you can like i went to the supermarket before and i took some like kind of energy bars when you get yeah. to the bigger towns or ones with little supermarkets you just keep stocking up and you have those and then push on till lunch like a guy i was walking with from brussels he loved his bananas and stuff like that kept it you know fruit based in the mornings loads of coffee mm. so there are ways around it yeah coffee's great but i'm a big yeah. coffee out there is good yeah um, and um do you ever get bored i mean there's a, like the last night before santiago we pushed to 10 kilometers ahead just outside of Santiago because we wanted to watch the, the sunrise going in and we were stuck in this really busy albergue and it was raining and we all sat around and I think deep down part of us were like oh man I wish I was just in Santiago now um so that we were a tiny bit bored but I'd say it's never like home boredom because yeah. you know next day you're walking and those moments of maybe inactivity where you're just sat around having a drink is where you really connect with people and you get to know them even better because you don't have the distractions of like a big city or something like yeah. that. And did you have any feet issues at all? I, before I went, I, my right ankle was killing me and I went to see a physio and he said it, they were kind of, I had slightly inflamed tendons. He did show me how to strap it, but I was a bit worried that that strapping would um, give me issues. So I didn't use it. Um, one of my Camino family very kindly bought me some tiger balm so I used that for a bit um and eventually it, it, it just passed so outside of that just well I had blisters and I took my old trainers and they rubbed my big toes every day so I just would strap my toes every morning and it would just rub the plasters so leucoplast that, that mm. that's that's a godsend that stuff cool because I've got some compedes and I've got some tape and yeah yeah, I mean, I I don't really like compede to be honest. No. I if if you get a hot spot, put a plot. I mean, pop it if you can. Sterilize it with some um, betadine or iodine, and then put a plaster over it, and then put leucoplast around it, and then that that just rubs the plaster. Whereas, you know, that Australian girl I just mentioned, she put um, compedes on her heels, and the blister just kept getting bigger and bigger. Oh, and really? Bigger. And then oh. you've got this compede which is stuck on the top which sometimes tears the top off the ah, so it's, it's grim so i mean 
there'll be lots of blister angels out there to take care mm. of you people who aren't squeamish at some mangled feet so. right excellent <laughs> so i think we've, we've um, covered coming home it sounds like it's uh quite difficult <laughs> <laughs> yeah difficult in a good way because yeah. you've had such an amazing experience excellent well thank you so much yeah i feel a lot more calm now having had this yeah. conversation do you have any other kind of fears or questions about you know what you're doing before or just anything around the Camino that I could maybe help you with before I toodle pip? I think we've covered it pretty much everything Yeah, that, that I can think of. Otherwise, if other than that, I'll email you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can do that. Or DM me on uh, DM me on, yeah. Excellent. So if people want to follow you on Instagram, what's your Instagram account? It's D747. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I haven't got as many Camino uh, images uh, at the moment, but maybe if I get this kind of job situation sorted, I will get one last Camino in before the end of the summer. That's 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 my hope. Whether it happens, we shall see. You, you never know. You might see me out still still out there. <laughs> well, I'd love to do the Primitivo, so that's, ah, that's in right. two weeks. So you never cool. know if I I go out. You know, yeah, maybe that'd be you amazing. Never know. All right. And thank you so much. And um, when Camino, I guess. Thank you. Bring Camino to you, new new pilgrim. Yay. <laughs> Good to see you, Dan. Good to see you, buddy. Okay. Bye.